Welcome to the Strap It Down podcast. It's May 5th, Friday night. We just watched a White Sox dub over the Reds, 5 to 4 on Apple TV. Had to subscribe, pay $6.99 a month. This is Suds. I got the Schwab with me. Schwab, what's going on, my man? Hey, I think we found the we found the key. We need to record on Fridays because we actually win occasionally on Fridays as opposed to uh, the Thursday debacle that is the White Sox. We were going to record yesterday, of course. We had to postpone it a day. And you just knew they weren't going to pull it off. Oh, it was, I mean, Thursday. We I think we went over last year. You know, <laughs> Jay Kuda pulled the stats at the end of the year, and our Thursday record last year was just abysmal. And we recorded so much on Thursday last year. It was uh, made for a painful, a painful podcast most weeks. Did we have, have we won on a Thursday this year? I, I think this is the first W for a podcast so far. <laughs> it's probably the first W for a podcast in you know like uh, eight months. I mean, eight, months. we haven't had many. We days. haven't had many. Well, that was like the the first win streak in how how many days was it? It was oh almost a year. It's no, it was it, it, it was, was like two hundred days. It was painful. All right, so last time we talked Schwabby, it was after Game Two of the Philly series. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was after the Philly series. We we lost one out of three, and we were going into Tampa for the weekend, and that's when it got ugly. We lost two out of three. Two out of three to the Phillies. Yeah, said so lost one out of three. I'm sorry, lost two. We out had, three we hadn't won a series at that yeah, point. Of course, my mistake. <laughs> How could I have forgotten? So then we go into Tampa, and that's where it gets bad. We get swept out of Tampa. Couple highlights from that series: we actually played them super tough. Ray Low gives up the walk off in Game One, which was just the backbreaker. And then Game Two is when we we were fighting super hard all game as well, and we end up losing eight to seven in that one. That that was also a, a gut wrenching game. And then that's where it seemed. Th- where the rails fell off a little bit because then we lose four to one in game three and then we go to Toronto and just we get outscored 20 to two in three games in Toronto I mean not much not, to talk about not, not a great look 22 not not much you can do there yeah not, not much to talk about in Toronto luckily a couple of those games were during the day when we were at work so we didn't have to watch those and then we get Tampa at home and that's where it gets interesting because the first the first game we get crushed and then you just, the bad vibes start going. We lose the Friday night game. I don't know if you remember that Friday night game against Tampa, but our Rose Arena, the guy, of course, is playing like he's Barry Bonds against the White Sox, robs a home run. So I think in the bottom of the eighth, he robs a home run from, I forgot who, from Berger. Berger hits, that would have given us the lead. And then naturally, top of the ninth, Man who leads off the inning. Who is it, Schwab? Do you remember? Was it a Rosarena? No, it wasn't a Rosarena. We were talking about our, our guy. We mispronounced his first name. Oh, uh, 
Pacheco. <laughs> Isak. Isak. Pacheco. Paredes. Paredes. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Isak. Like they, I mean, again, I don't know how a guy's named Isaac and goes by Isak. It's really, it's mind, it's mind boggling to me. So Isak gives them the win in that game, three to two. The next game, so this now I'm in Vegas. So I went to Vegas this past weekend, which was a blast. And I get a text. Oh, legs! So we're finally gonna win. It's we're up three nothing in the seventh. You must be the jinx. You go to Vegas, you know, and. We finally, you're out of town. And we're finally going to get a win. Sure enough, I checked my phone and we're down 10 to 3. <laughs> that, uh, that thing was just, I've never been so excited. I, you know, I go to get myself some need, I, you know, and I come back and all of a sudden I'm like, what in the world is going on? We give up 10 runs and we lose. Dude, that, that was rock bottom. That was the 10th loss in a row. That was tough, yeah, it man. It was bad. And then. The next game breaks the streak, twelve to nine. I drop a hundo down on the on the socks in Vegas, at Stadium Swim in Circa. Romy Gonzalez drops the fly ball to go down four runs, and I'm on suicide watch, only for the White Sox to be resurrected from the dead with the seven run ninth inning, twelve to nine. Schwabi, talk to me about that game a little bit. It's just one of those things where the White Sox are so maddening because, you know, we're talking about one game they're up and then they give up, a, you know, a big spot in the in the later innings. And then this one, they're down and, they, you know, then it's just they're so they're just maddening. There's no consistency. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just they toy with your hearts and games you think they're going to win. They lose games. You think they're going to lose. They win or they at least make it interesting enough to. To bring you, you know, to bring you back to it, and it's just, it's, it is the story of being a White Sox fan. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here, but did you watch the bottom of the ninth in that game live? Do you I remember? Don't, I don't think I did. We were down nine to five. I would not have had I been at, yeah, at I home. I think I did. The only reason I watched is because I was at Circus Swim, and it was on the lower right. TV where it was in my face and I had to watch myself and I had to torture myself. I called my dad after. I FaceTimed him and <laughs> I was like, you see that? He's like, what are you talking about? And like, Cause, I mean, it's he just, thought we lost. I had to tell him that we won. He had your, no idea. <laughs> your condition as a, White so- as a White Sox fan to lose those games. <laughs> I think you're always shocked when they decide not to stop. That was ridiculous though. We had like Five hits with two strikes in that one inning. It was, I, dude, it was absurd. Lenin got in on the action, Elvis, and then Hazley with the clutch hit. Hazley's Hazley. a, he's earned some respect Hazley in my book. Is, uh, anyone who gets Gavin out of right field, I'm all for, so I'm now on Team Hazley. Well, I think he's fired Lou up a little bit. Also, also good, and Lou is, uh, Lou's, been, Lou's been back in, it seems. Yeah, well, Lou's After getting... that debacle. He's getting hot now, so we pull off the miracle there, and that gets us gets us back on the right foot. Take two out of three in the Twins, which we were, I mean, playing great baseball, and then yeah. we got to talk about yesterday a little bit. What do you think, Schwabi? Dude, yesterday was rough. I mean, it was just like it was every issue that the White Sox have came back and hit you in the face, right? What's been the Sox issue for the last two, three, it seems like a decade? 
they don't hit with the bags loaded. They don't hit with runners in scoring position. And the amount of times we had guys on third, no outs, guys on third, one out. I mean, poor Billy kept getting to third, and we could not get him home. Billy Hamilton, my guy. It was just, it was, it was frustrating. And then, uh, you know, I, I still felt like in that last inning where I'm like, if they can hold him to one, right? They got that one quick. Like, if you can hold him to one, yeah, you're in good shape. Like, you're in good shape. You got decent speed at second. I think Elvis was on second, I believe. Um, to start the inning, you know, you had the heart of the lineup up. Like, this will be okay. You still have a good shot here. And then, or was it Billy on second? It was Billy on second, right? It might have been Billy. Right? It was Billy on second in the heart of the lineup, right? It was Eloy, uh, Lou. Yeah, because Eloy left, uh, let off with the hit. Yeah. So, I mean, you had, you had the heart of the lineup up. You had good speed on two. Like, if you could hold the one, you were in position to win. And the floodgates open. Some dude I've never heard of comes in after a few batters. Sammy and, Peralta. Yeah, poor you, Sammy. D- dude, poor, why did Sammy poor come? Poor Sammy. Okay, real quick about Sammy, though. It felt poor like, Sammy. Sammy reminded me of watching the movie Rudy when, like, Rudy got in in a blowout game on the kickoff team. For kickoff coverage, yeah. Sammy came in. It was a one-run game in extras. He gives up, proceeds to give up four more Were runs. Bags juiced. He there were runners. No, on. it was first and second, and that was when Robert. Like I don't know why he didn't die for that ball. Uh, probably would have injured himself. So. Probably it's White Sox. Sammy Peralta strikes out the guy to end the inning, and he's fist pumping after giving up. Like, Sammy, Sammy, you got hit pretty hard there, boss. <laughs> I mean, it was. His first strikeout of his career, so I get it. I, you know, got congratulations, Sammy. I, I, if I'm Pedro, strap I'm down, staying. Uh, strap it down. The podcast loves you. <laughs> However, that was not a not a not a great debut for you, my guy. If I'm Pedro, I'm sticking with Colome there. I'm not bringing in Sammy. I, I get it was lefty lefty, but dude, it's his first appearance ever. Colome is. I don't have a problem with how Pedro managed that game yesterday, though. Cause he no, emptied, I liked how he managed. He that man, game. he emptied the bench. He did everything we needed to do to win the game, and the so, players did not win that game. Right. So I, you know, I think it's one of those where, in years past, when Tony or when Ricky has said, "Hey, we're sending this guy down. Yeah, he needs an off day. Yeah, there was no chance he was coming to the game. Right. Pedro at least I think acknowledged the situation we're in, and he was hoping to get guys a blow, but he saw an opportunity to win the game. And he was like, I'm playing my best guys to win yep. this game. I, I give him, I got a lot of respect for that. Um, he played you know, to win. Right. And it's We haven't had a manager where, that has done that before. Right. And if you're, you know, if you're the, if you're winning 120 games and you want to take a day off and give your guys a break, that's fine. Yeah. But the Sox have not been in a position where they are runaway uh, division champs where you have, the where you have the uh, luxury, you don't have luxury lu- yeah, yeah. of resting guys. You don't. The way they have not played to earn the luxury to rest people. So he saw an opportunity to win the game. He went for it. Um, I loved it, dude. I was I all for it. it. I I liked every one of those moves yesterday. As far as the the batters went, as far as the hitters, you know, put it in Timmy, put it in Yaz, Yaz. Um, you know, he saw an opportunity to win. And he went for it. I'm all for that. That's like the opposite of Tony, because Tony's mo was, "I'm going to save this guy for the next inning," and they don't play. Save well, and save this guy for the next inning, and save and this then, guy for October baseball yeah. that never came. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm going to exactly. throw away this game 
not realizing that Tony, you've thrown away ten, and now we're out of the, you know, out of the division by three games because you threw away ten. Yeah, you know, it's the classic. I don't know how much college basketball you watch, but it's the classic. You get two fouls in the first half. You can't play another minute. And right. It's like, okay, I maybe if the I guy get gets it. it, you know, it, it, with five minutes left, but. You cannot do that every game consistently because if the guy ends the game and he only has three fouls, then you didn't play him as many minutes as he should have played. So you literally did not utilize this player the way he should have been. So it's like it's one of those where you're saving guys for you're saving guy in that situation. You're saving a guy for a situation that that's not going to occur. Yeah. Because while he's sitting on the bench for these next ten minutes, they're on a fifteen to two run, and now he's going back in, and instead of being down seven, they're down twenty five. Last time I checked, a minute at the end of the first half, kind of the same as a minute in the end of the second half. Sure same does. thing in baseball. Same sure thing. Does. So Pedro went third, after. Score in the eighth. So that game yesterday, that's a hundred percent on the players. He mm-hmm. puts in Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton got to third base twice by himself with le- with less than two outs, and the White Sox couldn't get him in. I again, it's just it's the con- it's the constant with the Sox. The only thing the Sox are consistently good at is not driving runners in from second and third with one out. I mean, they we're awful at it. What do you think Tampa's conversion rate is? Tampa, if Tampa gets a runner to third, I'm gonna say that guy's and under two outs. Yeah, runner to third, under two outs, he scores probably seventy five percent of the time minimum. Sox are like seven. <laughs> That game was so frustrating. How did we not win that game? And then Hanser, Leary 2.0, gets hit by a pitch that he swung. I mean, that guy's guy. clearly swung like, at it. This dude, like... What are you doing, Hanser? Oh, my God. But again, it's... You know, this is... We, we've talked about this for a year and a half, right? It's roster construction. Hanser has a role. Or should have a role. And it's a left... It's the hit against left-handed pitchers. It's the only time Hanser should be in the lineup. Yep. But because Joe's out, because Berger's out. Now Hanser is pressed into more playing time. And it's just, it's, it is a, it's roster construction and it's injuries. And at some point in time, like, I'm sorry. I don't know who is running the Sox training staff, but they got rid of, you know, uh, Schneider retired. Yeah. And Thomas left. They got rid of Thomas. And That's Alec Thomas is dead. Yep. Right? After they got rid of those two guys, like they can't stay healthy. I they can't. I mean, we watched it tonight. Yaz goes down with an oblique, probably, and that's gonna hurt. Hopefully, he's back in a couple days. But I don't think you're back shed. from a couple days from. Well, oblique. I'm hoping it's not an oblique pole. It's just a. Well, that was what Burger had. Yaz being Yaz, but you know, like it's just. Man, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt bad. Right. He's been playing well, but it's just, it's, it's, we, we can't, we have to stay healthy. Like, it's, we have to, so here's the issue, right? We have to find a way to stay healthy while playing hard. Yeah. We can't jog to first like we did last year, but we have to stay healthy. It's, it seems to be our bugaboo. I, I was thinking last year that, I'm a firm believer that if you're kind of jogging to first and if you're not playing at 100%, you're more prone to injury. And I don't know, maybe that's defunct by what we're seeing this year. Because I think Pedro has the guy. Like, Pedro is more... 
it's very clear to me that Pedro is like a no nonsense type guy where Tony didn't know where he was for I mean, like, games. look at Luis, right? Luis jogged that that went out first. Pedro pulled him, Sam the next day. I mean, dude, Luis. All right, so I gotta I gotta address that because I tweeted about Luis that he should be traded the next day. He's still in my doghouse. He won the game for us today. He he's been playing great. He found he he found the stroke again. He's still in my doghouse. He's got a lot of work to do to get out of it because the bullshit that he pulled when he was jogging the first. You're on a nine game losing streak and you're jogging the first and you're saying that you didn't tell your coaches that you were hurt. That's brutal, man. And he didn't know. Montoya's name. I find that hard to believe. Dude, I feel like what? he was just being a dick. I feel like he has to. Dude, what was that? Yeah, that's... I was trying to find the interview. I didn't. I didn't see the interview, but I saw Chuck. Chuck was pissed, which was hilarious. I was just say the one night, like we talked about this briefly today, because the app broadcast was so bad. Horrible. Um, you know how how we're lucky to be the one lucky thing. The one thing the Sox have going for them is their broadcast, right? Yeah. Benetti and Stone are two of the best in the business. Um, and what I love is I love Chuck and Ozzy because they're yeah, just they're as great. angry. They're great. As we I are. want Chuck to be. Yeah, I love that. I love that, right. dude. I mean, like, you know that drives Jerry nuts, though. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and occasionally they'll carry water for Jerry to, yeah. to a little bit. But, like, when the Sox do dumb things, when the Sox are struggling, like, Chuck is just as mad as you and I are. Yeah. As he should be. It's ridiculous. He was pissed about the Robert thing. I think rightfully so. Robert, he seems to have responded. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him some rope here. But still in my doghouse. I'm sorry. It's one of those where I think in general, like, you know, the Sox, Sox are lacking in a lot of areas, right? And one of them is just, you know, an overall professionalism at times. This could um, light a Luis fire is, with Luis. He's responded. He has. He's he's playing well right now, and he hustled you know. out. He beat out a double play ball. Right. And then the hope is that this can this is something that they can continue, um, you know, for for a few months, and hopefully someone else gets hot, and we can keep this positive positive momentum going. You think he was embarrassed? I think anytime you get pulled, I think you're going to be embarrassed. Yeah. I think anytime your manager is going to, you know go out there and, and speak about you in that realm. And and I think Pedro played it well where he expressed his anger, you know, about it. He pulled yeah. him. And then he also was like, you know, I understand why Luis is doing that. And I understand yeah. that he wants to be in the game and that's a positive for us. Yeah. But, you know, there's ways you have to go about things. So hey, I, I did think that was a good moment for Pedro. Pedro is very good at not like publicly dogging guys. Yeah. I like that. No, I think he's doing a lot of, a lot of good things so far. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with Pedro. Yeah, so today so that that brings us to today which was a a big win. So we win. Had to have it. Yeah. I mean, that was a hell of a win today. Yeah. 5 to 4 Lance. I mean, we we got to talk about Lance a little bit. He gets roughed up early. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was down, I was down on Lance early and then came, came back late where he, he fought through it and he basically gave a seven with Yaz dropping that fly ball, which 
thank God Joe came in and put the fire out because that that had disaster written all over it. And I think that's a it has the ability to be a big moment, right? Because we've seen too many times where the Sox make a mistake, the Sox do one of these things, and next thing you know, the ball's flying out of the park, and that's how you're going from being up one to being you know to chasing six. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So for Joe to get out, get us out of that situation, was big. You know, Lance battled back. AKs and the walks. I mean, that's I'm not some, mad at that outing. Some I'm actually. He got roughed. He got roughed up a bit. They hit him around, but fought back. Ended up having a decent enough start. Start that gave you a chance to win. Um, I think we, you know, I think we both acknowledge that we need, we're going to need more from Lance. Yeah. Um, moving forward, but the no it, walks there. That's big. I mean, that's that's a that's huge why we won the, the game. That's why we won the game. If Lance walks one batter, we lose the game. Because that you know you mix that in with the fourth inning or whatever it was when. Yeah, it was a fourth when the Reds scored. Right. That that turns it into a big inning. Well, I mean, that's gave, why like you could give up hits like they hit him around hard today, and he only gave up four runs and pitched seven. That's that's the difference, and that's why we're such a bad team. It's keeping the ball in the park, not letting guys get on base for free, and then on offense, getting guys on base for free. Yep. And hitting the ball in the park, like walks and homers are. Yeah. It tells you the story so often. It's not strikeouts. It's not sack bunts. It's not all that other stuff. It's not stolen bases. Walks, home runs. So Joe Kelly comes in. Man, he looked nasty today. I, Joe's issue is never, is rarely, never, not never, but rarely is it the stuff. Joe's got good stuff. But Joe is erratic. Joe yeah. has some control issues at times. and But, I mean, stuff-wise, Joe Joe Kelly's always been a good pitcher. I can't help but think if we had Joe yesterday, we could have won that game. We just ran out of pitchers. Oh, we definitely ran out. And it was, you know, but, like, again, this goes back to everything we talk about, right? Roster destruction. Yeah. You had to get, you had to use so many resources to win those two. Yeah. That, you know, you're just, you're on short supply. At a certain point. So, Schwabby. So, we get it against the Reds here. All right, so we won four out of five. Signs of life. And big series going on. So, what kills me about the game yesterday, if we beat the Twins, we would have swept them. And we would have been six games back. Instead, we're eight. And with you playing less, and with, your, with, the, with the way the schedule is this year, you play the Twins less. So, every game against them, is more important, right? We yeah. don't have the heavy, the heavy slanted schedule towards division opponents. I think we only play them six or seven more times because we played them six already. Yeah, it's a, it's not as many as it used to be. So you have to win those games. You have to take advantage of it. Yeah. So my question for you, Schwab, and then we'll get into the segments here. Are you more concerned about at this point in time? And we've not a lot of baseball has been played. Are you more concerned about the Twins or the Guardians? So, hypothetically, right? I know the Twins are playing the Guardians. So, I guess a good example. Who are you rooting for in this situation? I think you have to root for the... I think as much as you want to project and you want to guess, like, neither team is great. Yeah. Right? I think we've gone over this. Like, neither team is great. 
So I think you have to root against the team that is currently in first. First, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, it's one of those where you know, on any given day, the Guardians could look significantly better than the Twins. The Twins could go on a long losing streak. The Guardians could go on a long winning streak. But I think it's one of those where neither of those teams is some lights out team this year. They're yeah. not. So I think it's whoever you know, it's a cop out, I guess, to a certain extent. But it's whoever's playing, whoever's in first place currently. That's who you have to root against. I think I'm. I think I'm rooting against the Guardians more. I think the Guardians are more because I think the pitching's better. We can't. Yeah, we're, well, we're although the Twins' pitching's been really good. Bad against. The yeah, we're we're terrible against them because they do. Yeah, they're like they're, the Rays in a way. They're good at everything. We're not. Yeah, they take extra bases. They play defense. They're they're high. They're high contact. They're the so. The Twins right now are missing two-fifths of their starting rotation. I think they're going to miss them for a while. So Maeda's hurt and Molly's hurt. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Maley or Molly? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He's got a weird name. I, I want to call him. Like, so they're, 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 both of those guys are out for a while. But then the other three, it's Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, and then who's the who's the third guy that's oh um, Sonny Gray? Those guys are like pitching out of their minds. I don't think that lasts. Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez is the only guy that I think lasts. Is the one that I think lasts because he's been he was yeah. good in Miami. Um, Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan though. I mean, Joe Ryan's been solid. Uh, Sonny Gray is one of those guys where I feel like every other year, Sonny Gray. Once has, he hits eighty, 80 to hundred innings, yeah, I mean, well, then we'll know, talk. It's like Sonny Gray. He he's one of those guys who like every year I feel like he's having a career resurgence because he. Goes through his period where he's bad, and then he kind of pitches well. And yeah, I you know any chance, any benefit the Sox can get on the injury front is good. Yeah, and you got to take it. But you know, you you hope that you hope they can get some luck on that front. Um, that's I mean that's just the difference, isn't it? Though it's like the Sox, Aloy gets hurt, Yo gets hurt, Yaz gets hurt. We can't stay it's, healthy. It's just it's it's awful. Um, well, just think about like if the Twins lost Buxton, they're done. You know what I mean? It's like the the like, Twins how, have to play Buxton. Buck, okay. Let's go, Brian. Byron Buxton for a second here. He is an <laughs> athletic freak that's on par with Luis. Yeah, but because Buxton can't stay healthy, they've got a DH that dude. I know it's crazy. He no He's longer, the best fielder. He's he the no best longer like runs because he like can't do these things because he's his body is work. He would be the perfect White Sox. Yeah, I mean the yeah. fact that Buxton is not on the White Sox is a crime. I'm waiting for him to get hurt. He needs to be traded to the White Sox because he'd be the perfect guy to fit in with our. How many guys can get injured? Um, he'd be great. He'd be a perfect White Sox. He'd get injured. He pulls hamstring runner first. He'd be perfect. But like, think about if like, okay, maybe Buxton stays healthy. But if they lose Correa and Polanco, they suck. You know what I mean? It's like last year. Like, look at how many guys on our team. It was absurd how many guys got hurt. And it's in the very early goings. We've seen, you know. Now, granted, guys have gotten back quickly. Yeah, you know, we have some reinforcements currently. In the minors, they're getting ready, but you know we've we've been dealing with it already. Yeah, dude. I well, we got we got Yo coming back. That that was surprising to see that he was in a rehab. We're, we're going to talk about that a little bit in one of these segments. So let's move on, Schwabi. 
one thing we got to talk about. I think Rick was feeling the heat a little bit. One day, I think it was the most Thank God. moves that we've seen. A little bit of a roster overhaul, Schwabi. Do you got it ready? 11 moves made. I got it ready. 11 moves made before, was it before the Twin Series? Prior to this, the Twins opener. Yeah, so this was after we had the miraculous comeback. Schwabi, take me through the 11 moves. So, first off, we reinstated Timmy and Alberto from the injured list. Okay. All right, pretty simple here. We then selected the contracts of Colome, yep, Billy Hamilton, and my guy Sammy from Charlotte. Sammy Peralta. Sammy Peralta, the one and only. Rudy, Joe Kelly. Rudy. Rudy, Rudy Peralta. Rudy Peralta. Uh, Joe Kelly goes on the paternity list, just returned tonight. Uh, Romy goes on the 10-day. Uh, retroactive to May 1st with some right shoulder infl- inflammation. Romy's been a little disappointing. Romy's been very disappointing. Uh, we optioned Colas and Lenin back to Charlotte. Colas. Forgot about that. Yeah. Lenin ends up coming back a couple days later because Burger. Burger goes down, but we optioned both those guys to Charlotte. And then we designated Frank Germain and Nick Legatuda's favorite pitcher, Jake Diekman. Diekman. Oh, my God. Yeah, so maybe maybe Han's not eating out at Rosemary anymore. He finally watched Diekman pitch. I'll tell you this. Like, Rick, it took you this long? Oh, my God. It's it's good and bad, right? I was I was looking at something on Twitter, and someone made the comment, um, you know, do all teams designate guys who make $5 million, or is that just the, just the White Sox <laughs> oh, issue? Well, wait, you actually reminded me of this earlier today. Who did we trade Jake Diekman for? You remember? Uh, Your guy. Uh, you guy, just spit out the stats uh, in Boston. Reese McGuire. Yeah, and what's he it's hitting? like 325, 330, I don't know. What a fleecy. Reese is... Can you imagine... Reese is swinging a hot bat Can you imagine right the Boston GM, when he gets a phone call from Rick, you're like, you're going to take this guy, you're actually going to give me somebody of value for Jake Diekman? <laughs> you're going to take that salary off my hands because I was that dumb to give him this money? All right, if it makes you feel better, uh, yeah, he's been 340 this year. Reese um, McGuire is betting. Reese McGuire has been three forty. That no. guy stunk last year. No so. bombs, fifty three at bats. But again, that, like I'm actually, I'm still, I still have a hard time faulting that trade. They were going to designate Reese they for were, Zavala, they were, yeah. so all right, so get you, something for nothing. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm but it wasn't. Better. It wasn't something for nothing because they took on the contract. If Agreed. Boston ate the contract, Agreed. then it would have been something for nothing. And it'd but be Greg more than still one year. got fleeced because it was a two year deal locked right. in for that money, and that caused him to pre- it prevented moves from this it, ch- last it changes the way that they operate no we i mean we've gone over that the Sox are even though they're paying a decent amount of money they are still um strapped at times for the moves they can make so you know taking on it's extra, the same thing with Palmer, five man. million every hurts. guy on the white Sox roster oh. is locked up they there's they, yeah i want to talk about there's aaron no later. flexibility we, we missed that time you and i had a long talk about aaron last although week. aaron had an awesome inning yes again not mad at aaron mad at mad at rick not <laughs> mad at aaron um right, yeah so i mean they from those moves schwab dude i don't know if you've ever seen a team uh rearrange roster as much as Sox did in that day like eleven roster moves before a series. I liked it. Where they they cut two guys, they sent two guys to Charlotte. It wasn't like they had a rash of injuries, or they had a bunch <laughs> of guys get suspended because they got in a fight, or it was the trade deadline and they sold everybody. They're like 
yeah, you two suck. Bye. You two aren't playing up your capabilities. You can go down to Charlotte and have fun. We're going to call up everybody. One dude, Sammy. I've never even heard of Sammy. Sammy um, you know, but we're just we're gonna we're gonna shake things up. And I'm and we I think we've we've asked for this in the past, right? Yeah. We've asked for something to be done because what was going on wasn't working. So whether these moves, whether these players are a net positive, a net negative, or a neutral change from who the from who we sent down, I don't think it'd be a negative. Of, How could it, it be a negative? Like you can't play any worse. True, but like it doesn't even matter. You just need to shake things up. Yeah, and this wasn't working. Let's inject some new energy. Inject some new life, and let's hope that this group works better than what we have. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you had to do something like this. You had to, dude. It was bad. It was bad out there. I mean, it's akin to like if you're a basketball team and you're on a losing streak or you're down 0-2 in a playoff series, change something. Put some dude new. Put a new dude in the starting lineup. Just try to get a spark. And like again, Billy. If Billy never swings the bat again this year, I will be as I'll be ecstatic. <laughs> he can't swing the I bat. I don't want Billy. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, man. But, he does, he's right. not there to swing the bat. He's not, that's not Billy's job. Billy's job is to be a pinch runner, be a defense replacement, come in, give some juice, bring some swag, and like he, I mean, God, you know, dude, again, Billy's a weapon. He he's a weapon. Every time he comes on base, the you can just see. The opposing pitcher panic. It's crazy, dude. They're like, he gets in their head so bad. And like, he ends up advancing on a wild pitch. Cause Bert. that's the pitcher is literally so bothered by Billy. I love it so well, much, and, man. I mean, did you see the play Billy scored from second on a, oh, a ground? You know, game, dude, right? we could have easily lost that. So we go, right? That's so demoral. That play, that's what happens to the Sox. That play happens to the Sox. The Sox don't do that to their opponent. 100%. And so when, that doesn't happen. That literally that ended the game because that's so demoralizing for the other team. Then you go to the your top half of the ninth for that inning, and you don't have any energy. It's hard to bounce back from that. Right. So I mean, it's one of those things where, and like, it's just he, he's. I mean, you said it right. He's a weapon, but like because he can do the things like that, he can score from second on our ground ball. He can advance on anything. Like as a pitcher, you have to try to. Get strikeout. Yeah. Which leads to wild pitches, right? Goes back to what and you're saying, right? We're we losing one pitch. in the middle of the zone. You're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to get a guy's out because you don't want the ball hit because you know Billy yeah. has the opportunity. Billy's going to score. It's it's a big advantage to the hitter. Yeah, for sure. Because the pitcher is so out of whack. Because even if he's... It's, it's a lot harder to hit the corner when you got Billy Hamilton knowing that he's going to steal a base on you. 100%. Do you think Rick Hahn listened to Birdo? Do you think he listened to Birdo's call? I, I I hope he does, and I hope he doesn't. Right? I mean, I can tell you, like, as a guy who's listened to sport radio for a long time, half the callers are absolutely out of their brains, and the last person I want my GM listening to is one of them. But at the same point in time, like, I want Rick listening to the frustration that Sox fans have. Not necessarily like <laughs> making moves because of their suggestions, but like I want him to understand how frustrating this is. And again, I you know, I know you like to give him a hard time for going to Rosemary and whatnot, but like I think Rick gets it. I hope Rick gets it. 
But, I mean, you know, something's got to happen. So, our good buddy, Johnny Sizz, Johnny Carroll, he, he's got a friend who works for the White Sox. So, he got the domain name at whatever.com, at shysox.com. So, <laughs> he got the, his first letter, last name. So, he sends an email to Rick Hahn, assuming, like, that's it's going to be his email. So, this was, this was the email he sent to him. And I'm going to read it after the call from Birdo. It was that night after we lost the seventh in a row. He sends, Rick, good evening. I'm sure you and the team cannot wait to get home and get a much-needed reset before this four-game series with the Rays. Seven-game skids are tough. As a, <laughs> as a 35-year-old, lifelong Northside residing fan of the Chicago White Sox, this season, and I, can believe, I believe I can speak for all the Park Ridge, Illinois Sox faithful, meant a hell of a lot to us. The city, the rebuild, the constant ebbs and flows we've seen since 2005. This was the culmination, and here we sit, not even into May 7th, at 7, S-E-V-E-N, 7 wins. So to catch you up, please see the following. (laughs) He literally sent, this is ridiculous. I know for a fact, rather than watching the games, that you go to fancy dinners and sip McAllen scotch with your overpaid salary. So to bring you back down to reality, I wanted to send you the true sound of the Chicago White Sox culture. I love that he called him out for going to Rosemary. That's had to happen. Today, Birdo, who I do not know, called into the Waddle and Sylvie show and had this to say. Better yet, rant. They have already dubbed this the call of the year. It's April. I'd like to repeat, it's April. And your fans are already done with this clown show that is occurring at 35th and Shields. From the front office to the product on the field, despicable. Copies the link under of Birdo. I truly think you need to listen to this verbatim and turn your ball club around or get out of town. It's a shame Jerry won't sell because you'd be the first one to be axed. And the truth, the true faithful of this team cannot wait to see that day come. You sold us a fall bill, uh, false bill of goods and that's an un- understatement. I really hope this email reaches you and you truly digest it and address the fans regularly and take your public lynching, a lynching that's deserved. 15 years has amounted to nothing, and you need to be held responsible and own up to what is happening. Not galvanizing around the city of Chicago while the Royals bench coach, who prides himself on fundamentals, who you hired to be our manager, has our team at seven wins, and Luis Robert can't lay off an outside corner ball if his life depended on it. Things need to change, Rick. Yours truly, a disgruntled 35-year-old man trying to show his two- and four-year-old what it means to be, a prou- be proud of a baseball team, diehard White Sox fan. John R. Carroll III, whose the best day of his life was watching Game 2 of the 2005 World Series live with my dad, brother, grandpa, cousins, and uncles, <laughs> ends it with a pathetic. You think Rick saw that email? I'm going to guess Rick doesn't have that email. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess uh, R. Han at Shy White Sox isn't an actual email. That was a monologue um, by Sis. But that's fantastic. Dude. If that's his actual email, then the Sox got to go back to work on on trying to hide that stuff. I mean, it's just one of those where I, the more as as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I I have to think they like don't give the GM an email, dude. But that's how bad it is. It's like every, and that's why Berto's call was so good, because it just we're not the only people that feel like this. Every Sox fan, every Sox fan feels this. Um. The irony of it, so I, I listen to the score in the morning. I like Molly. Molly's a Sox fan. 
And he brings up a good point. I know you're not a fan of 670. No, I am a fan of 670. I'm not a fan of Molly at all. Why not? I can't stand David Hall. Yeah, well, Haw's like a slappy for the flubs. It's he's, like I mean, he's awful, and Molly just gets, Molly gets just too like carried away with being Molly. Yeah, I like Molly though. I think he's good. So, Haw, he's such a slappy. They're like the he's flubs are five hundred, and like, oh, they did such a great job. It's like, all right, you're you're making me sick to my stomach here. He's off the flubs. So, M- Molly's big thing is Jerry's so loyal to a fault but the mm. irony of it is you know who he's not loyal to the fans because yeah. of what he does and oh. i agree with that a hundred percent it's a hundred percent right um i don't know if you saw all the stuff that jerry presented this week um but it's just like everything you listen to it is just like dude that's not what you're doing like you you have consistently not put out a great product the fans are irate like, Jerry, every day you go to the ballpark, the people there are telling you to sell the team. There are billboards. Like, it's constant. There was a sell the team, Jerry, billboard went up, and like two days later, the guy who bought the billboard, or paid for the billboard, gets a call from, I think, the or from probably the, the group that he bought it from, but clearly it was on the White Sox, yeah, wanted to know if the S that Cell was used for the S they used in Cell was the from the South Side jersey. Stop it! Yeah, they're trying to trademark. Yep, he's like, it's not, it's not, it's not the S I use, but good, good try. Oh my god! You know, because like it, I mean, again, it clearly bothers them. That's crazy. I didn't um, know that. I swear that a couple weeks ago, but it's just one of those where it's so there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can. Sit there and say you love it. Sit there and tell us how you're a diehard baseball man, Jerry. And when these things happen, you don't feel the need to make a change. Right? Again, and this is, you know, like what we've been asking for, right? Shake up the lineup. Well, if all these things are going on, and I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, I'm shaking up the front office somehow. And then if you don't want to fire Rick, fine. Fire somebody. Find somebody to be the fall guy. Let them let people know that this isn't acceptable. And someone could be the wrong person, but someone is going to be held accountable for these issues. He doesn't care though. He went. He spoke at that seminar or whatever it was. Same bullshit. Oh, I mean, again, I get it, but like, I just it it aggravates me. I listened to. Uh, we all saw it. You know, I'm a, I'm a big podcast guy now, and I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast this week. Oh, okay. And he interviewed Matt Ishbia, who is the new owner of the Suns. Young dude. Ton of money. Yeah. And, like, one of the rumors is that, like, Ishbia went in. He got he became the owner shortly before they made the, the Durant trade. And he came in, and, you know, he was talking to James Jones, the, the GM, and they were like, oh, you know, we're trying to look at, you know, talking about getting Durant, yeah. but they want Bridges and Cameron Johnson in addition to all these first round picks. He goes, Yeah. It's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Make the damn deal. Yeah. Right? I am waiting for the day that Jerry sells, and I can only hope that instead of getting his friend who is some 70 year old white dude who wants to sit on his ass and make money hand over fist, I hope it is some young dude with energy 
who wants to come in and wants to change everything, lay his mark on the Sox, spend some money, change the clubhouse, modernize things, get more guys in analytics, change the you know the uh, weight staff and the training staff. Like I want a young, energetic dude who first and foremost care is winning. I want a Cuban forever. I don't think Cuban's going into baseball anytime soon. Yeah. So find me this the next young, Mark Cuban, energetic dude who doesn't care what's going on with everybody else and wants to fucking just win. Isn't that the whole point of owning a team? That's like you you don't make your money owning a team. You make your you, money when you sell. Yeah. You you made all your money somewhere else in a business that you had enough to buy a team, and that's like your pet project. That's what you do to have fun. And it's, you're going to make money ultimate, in the process. It's the ultimate sign of rich guy. Yeah. And it's like, right? dude. All the rich guys own teams. Even if you lost a, a millions of dollars each year, it's not going to change your life at all. Like, then don't own a team. Don't own a team if you're worried about losing a few million. Because you, you're not just buying a team for your pleasure. You're actually like the whole city and their rooting interests of like w- what they enjoy doing. Like, you, you're putting their livelihoods on the, the line. only way you're a bad manager is if you don't, or bad owner is if you don't spend. Dude, how about this A's owner? The A's stuff is insane. This Did is like, see, a, like, this is like major league. Their single the A team, I think, out, uh, sold, outsold them in tickets last week. <laughs> Dude, it's honestly hilarious. It's like literally the movie, Major League. Right. It's like it's, trying to lose. I can't believe Vegas. Showing the, the, vi- <laughs> the videos of like, <laughs> 2,000 people in that stadium. That stadium seems huge. And they, there's I, like 2,000 people there. It's crazy. I just saw a clip in 2019 when they made the playoffs. It was a sellout. Dude, that's like that's not long ago at Dude, all. Dude, that's, that's the thing with these baseball guys where they're always like, well, we're not selling tickets. We're not selling yeah. tickets. Listen, man. Yeah. If you're good, people will buy tickets. Totally, do. There are some fan bases. It does not matter. It does not matter if you are good, bad, or ugly. They will show up. But there are some fan bases where you better win or at minimum attempt to win, show me that you are winning, and people will show up. <laughs> the A's situation is... Can we play the A's, please? We need to play the A's. Let me know when that series comes up. I, if I, it's in Oakland, I mean, we could probably go out there and watch five games for or three games for you know $2.50. and I mean, the positive for the White Sox is, I guess, the last 20 games were against first-place teams. The schedule can't get harder, I don't yeah. believe. <laughs> the Reds are bad. Dude, what was the lineup for the Reds today? Should I read yeah. the lineup for the Reds? Did you know anybody in that lineup? Yeah, I knew like three. I knew Spencer Steer only because he was a big uh, sleeper in fantasy. All right, here was the, the Reds' starting lineup. India... Greedle. Jonathan India is, yeah, is the one guy. People. India is good. Yeah, I mean, he was a first round. He was the was that the magical draft? He was a first. India round. He was, was a top ten was pick. Greedle, batting second, batting three eighteen. Apparently, never heard of him. Steer, <laughs> Stevenson cleanup. Fraley fifth. Ramos, Senzel. Senzel is like one of the few guys I heard of because he Senzel was, was a top prospect. He was a top prospect for a while. Newman. Maley, I know Maley because I think he played for the Guardians, right? I believe. And then is that Newman that from it. the Pirates? 
Is it the shortstop? I yeah. think it was. I, but like uh, this, this Ramos guy in right field, I've never heard of this dude. Dude, what is going on with that lineup? Yeah, Luke Maley. I think he played for the Guardians, or did he play? Give me uh... <laughs> Phil. Philly. Philly's a huge Strap It Down fan. Philly Lockning. He texted today. He's like, I thought. I thought Joe Kelly was thrown to the seven eight nine, but then it turns out it was their two three four. <laughs> it's uh yeah, that's that's a rough that was, that was it's a rough, rough lineup. Yeah, he played Manly played for Cleveland last year. Two hundred and six at bats. But he's been a he's a journeyman catcher. That team stinks. Oh my god. We should sweep him because Hunter Green's our best pitcher and we beat him today. The great, great game by Elvis Andrews today. Got on base every time. Two walks and a three-run bomb. I mean, it's huge. Like, it's, you know, I was listening. Uh, DJ, I think, brought it up on the radio broadcast. Like, we're hitting home runs with guys on base. Are we hitting sure that's runs? right, DJ? DJ is not known to know his stuff. It might not have been DJ. It might have been uh, Len. I don't know. One of the, I, think, I think it was Len, actually, who said it. But it's just like, you know, you got to hit home runs. You got to hit, hit home runs with guys on base. Yeah. That's something. That's a positive. That's a po- All right, so let's transition here, Schwab. To, I want to talk about the bullpen. Interesting mood by Pedro tonight. I was, uh, you and I were, were, were going through it tonight. Yeah, we watched it together. Watched it together tonight. It was a beautiful night here in Chicago. Watched it on in my back porch. And bring in, all right, so the first thing he did was after Grandal drops, the fly ball, which was painful, brings in Joe Kelly, which I didn't hate at that point. But then he brings him back for the eighth. How do you feel about that, Schwabi? I uh, <clears throat> I didn't love bringing him in, in the seventh, but I was okay with that. But at, at this point in time, Joe Kelly is a guy who I want out there in low leverage. Yeah, situations are minimal, minimal outs. He got an out. I would have gotten him off the. Mound as quick as possible. I would have brought in Santos. I would have brought in Graveman. I would have brought in somebody. Um, I think I said Santos because, like, I just Santos has been sick, dude. Like, you know, oh, he's been dirty. But it's just like I, I struggle to have confidence in Joe Kelly with what he's done over the last, you know, year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's been hard to watch over the last year and a half. I when he first came to the team, I was confident that it'd be a scoreless inning each time, but his track record has kind of been it's hard to argue track record here's been bad. I yeah. mean, it's been it's been a rough a rough stretch. He did look really good today. He like if good. if we get that Joe Kelly, then we're in business. It's just the question of like it's we it's not consistent enough. It's hard to it's hard to believe that that's gonna be the guy you get every day. Okay, um, you hope, but and then we go to the ninth Schwab. I love Raylo. I do too. Uh, I've spoken glowingly about Raylo on this podcast. I believe I brought brought up Raylo as a guy who we needed to be big, um, but there was zero chance I was throwing Raylo in the ninth. I zero. Agree. I agree. Zero. Now it works out. So like, because of well, he also walked the, the first guy. That Walks was that was half on the Reds. Oh my God! I don't know what that dude was doing running to second base, uh, and then Luis with an absolute hose. That's the difference between playing Tampa, by the way, and the Reds. Right. Like if that's Tampa, the next guy doesn't swing at a pitch, and he nope. probably walks him. Nope. 
Um, but I bring in Middleton. Middleton's been really damn good. ERA of two eight nine. Um, he's been like, nasty, man. Going after guys. Middleton had that you know career year with the Angels. I don't know, probably four or five years ago. How nice would that be if we kind of fell off the face of the earth? Yeah. Was bad to the point where he was in Charlotte. Um, We call him up out of necessity, and he's been damn good. You hear what he said about Correa? No, I loved it. I know. I loved it. That was sick. Calling Correa a cheater? That was great. Dude, give Middleton the ball. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would, until, until Liam's back, for me, Middleton's my closer. And if you, you know, if we get a point where Middleton's pitched two days in a row, three days in a row, and you need to go to someone else, you got to go to Raylo then, fine. But I'm not going to Raylo when I've got Middleton who didn't pitch yesterday. I agree. I, I think you have to go Middleton in the ninth there. We got bailed out by a bad baseball team. Right. I mean, you know, and it, so it works, so you accept it, but it's not a, I don't, I don't think it's a good decision. I think the result's fine, but the, the process of making that decision was not. Um, and again, this, you know, this goes back to what we've talked about, right? Like, you can't give away games. Yeah. You can't. And, you know, we we won, so it worked out. But pitching Joe Kelly, pitching Raylo in an attempt to get them right is something you don't have the luxury to do. Yeah, you can't. It just, I mean, we're we're playing in too many close games, too. I mean, it's like the same thing with yesterday with Sammy Peralta in his debut. It's like, dude, you bring in guys in their debut when it's a five-run game. You don't want that game, right? But you have you win two close ones the, the two days before. You know, you're bringing in lots of guys from the pen because your starters are not getting deep into games, and, you know, you're doing all those things, and it's just, it becomes problematic. Who, um, how many lefties do we have in the pen right now? Just bummer. I think it's just bummer. They sent because they sent well, Sammy Peralta. Peralta they sent down though. Yeah, they, they sent, sent him down, him down for Peralta, for uh, Kelly. Yeah. So okay, so this is gonna segue into our next segment here, Schwab, with the reinforcements on the way, because we got. And I'm gonna look to you for some stats here of what we're doing on the farm. We got Crochet and Liam coming back. And those are literally going to be the two best relievers in our bullpen. The silver lining of all this is we found Santos and we found Middleton. That's big. Yeah. I I mean, those two guys have been godsends because, you know, we've talked about how much the money and resources the Sox pump into the bullpen. Um, And that's largely because they've done a poor job of developing relief help. But so, Middleton and Santos have been crucial. To can you their, pull up the twenty-six man? Who who am I? So right now, okay. Here, here's who we got in the pen. Here's who I wrote down. So we got Graveman, right? Graveman's been bad this year, but he'll be he'll be okay. He, his stuff's been looking okay. I mean, Graveman is is one of those guys who I think has been fine, but he's been disappointing for what they signed him for. Ray Lowe, kind of the same. Like I think they're those guys are gonna bounce back. Dude, there's something about those guys that when they're leaving something over the plate that happens, and the other team just happens to hit it out of the ballpark every time for some reason. Yeah. So I think they're gonna turn it around a little bit. So Raylo, Graveman, Santos, Middleton, right? Mm-hmm. 
Joe Kelly. Yep. Bummer. Jimbo. Oh. Jimbo. Lamborghini Jim. How can I forget about Lamborghini? And Calme. Okay. That's what I needed. So. Damn. Okay. This is interesting. I didn't hate the Calame move. I hated why, like, Pedro brought him in in the one-run game. I mean, I think it was one of those where they were out of... They were out of arms. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I can't even get mad at it. It's a, it's a great problem. But when Crochet and Liam come back, who goes? Who goes out of those two? I mean, Calame's obviously the one who gets sent down. But can um, can you do that? I think he's got to go through waivers. Well, he's gonna get. He, I think like, he's gonna be designated first time, and he's not gonna be sent. Yeah, you think anyone would scoop him? No one's gonna scoop up Calame. <laughs> okay, I mean, so Calame check. Who, uh, who's the other guy? That's the question, man. I think I think I would keep. I would probably do a position player. I don't think you can, because you're limited on pitchers. Now? Yeah, you're th- how many pitchers are you right there? You're looking at my scribbles here after yeah, about can't. three, four wines. Yeah, I can't figure that out. All right, so if Calme what's the down, number? If Calme's down, then I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Plus the five starters. That's fourteen. Yeah, I don't think you need. Is 13 I max? max? Look that up, Schwabi. Max, max pitchers. So, is that right? Fort, so, yeah, because then we'd only have three bench guys, right? Out of our nine. Dude, that's a tough decision. Because the guys with options, so here's... You're not going to like the decision. Well, okay, hang on. How many... Did you find it? No, I I know the answer. The answer is because it goes back to your point last podcast, Schwab. You know why? Because you can't can't send down Bummer. And he should be the guy. I think it's limited to 13. I can't find it quickly, but... Right, but I think it's going to be Jimmy. No, you can't send on Lambo. I think I think it's gonna be Jimmy. I don't love <sighs> it. But I think it's gonna be Jimmy. Yeah. Well, you can't get rid of Bummer. You can't get rid of yep. Kelly. Can't get rid of. I mean, you're not gonna send down Ray. You're gonna send it's it's Santos or Middleton. Wasn't Santos rule five? Was he? Yeah, you're right. From the Giants. Was he rule five? I thought we just claimed him. Graveman, can't send him down. Crochet, well, you're bringing him up, obviously, and Liam. Oh, my God, we have a problem. Well, again, let's first. Oh, my apologies. The Sox traded for Santos. Oh, no, limit limit of 14 pitchers. We're good. Prices averted, Schwab. I just Googled it. Are you sure it's 14? Because oh, I saw it and it was a, the date was no, wrong. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's thirteen. It's thirteen this year. That was from September first on. That was after September Cobbs. Yeah, it's thirteen. Um, yeah, I think limited just, thirteen. You're right. Yeah, I think from a wow, that's a problem from an option standpoint. Like, so two things, right? I would DFA bummer. Is bummer done after this year? How many years does bummer have left? Pull up the spot track, dude. Bummer's got to be the guy. He's got to be. There's no sunk. 
Hey, if Rick learned his lessons, he got rid of Deekman. He's cutting the fat, man. At this point, you gotta cut. I think it's gotta be bummer. All right, I just pulled it up, Schwab. Oh my god, bummer! What a disaster the contract. contract is so bad. No, he's got another year. He's got another year after, and this. then two club options that they're not gonna. What pick up. a mess! And next year's five and a half. We're paying bummer five and a half million next year to walk the first guy that he faces every time he comes on the field, and to give up infield singles left and right. Oh um, my, it's, what a mess. It might so, be Joe Kelly. You might so, DFA Joe so, Kelly. So two things, right? A, if the White Sox have shown me anything, it's that they'll get somebody hurt. And <laughs> B... Yeah, fake fake IL stint. Fake, you got fake IL stints. And then also, like between Liam and Garrett, I think they're each supposed to go pitch five times or so. Um, you hope that in the, you know, the time to get them to get five appearances, which should be... A little over a week, somebody makes the decision easy. Yeah, fair enough. But you're right. I think it's got to be Lambo. I think from just a, I, I think it's going to be Jimmy. Um, I mean, Jimmy's been solid but not great, and he's got options. So I think it makes Jimmy sense. is clutch though. Jimmy like dude, I like in Jimmy. The extra innings and dominates. Which he's is got the one. He's thing. a dog, dude. We, I love him. We've talked about it's my dogs. dude, but you know, I think he's the I think he's the guy who makes sense. Yeah, pre-arb, he's got... Jimmy's going to be... He's going to be a high-leverage guy for a long time in this bullpen. He's 28. Yeah, he's a little bit older. He's a, the classic starter that didn't work out. Kept Turned pushing it. Had some arm issues. Moved to the pen. His stuff plays out of the pen. Yoan Mankata started. Yoan started. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the hope is, like, when Berger was up and Berger was playing and he was healthy, you were able to to live without Yo. But now with Berger out and Yo out and you're living with Alberto, it's a world no one wants to live in. Um, I mean, I think Dude, I think how, how I think, does how do we have a Leary in the lineup constantly at all times? It's uh, I think Alberto may get sent down though. When, Can he get sent down? Well, or, or DFA DFA. When Burger comes back, I think uh, he's got to right. I think it's gonna be hard to. It's not like he's a good fielder. No, he's not good. At, he's not good at much. <laughs> we should should we have kept Leary over Alberto? I mean, that's the classic. Like Alberto was good in spring training. It's just like means nothing, you know. But again, it, you know, it's it's at least they got Leary off. All that dude should be doing is hitting against lefties, and when you ask him to do more than that, you're gonna be frustrated. Did okay? Did Leary Garcia get signed by anyone? The Savannah Bananas. <laughs> Savannah Bananas. That's a shot at our White Sox development team. Mike Rodolfo. Uh, for Dolfo. those for those that are listening and did not see the recent highlights, Mike Rodolfo just faced a guy on stilts from the Savannah Bananas. He's not bananas. even on the Bananas. He's playing against the Bananas. Dude, poor Mike man. Just Rick Hahn got his paws on him. Chris Getz. Lurie is a free agent. That's how, think about that, Schwab. Guy we paid a lot of money for, no one will sign. He could sign for the minimum, minimum amount of money. And no team wants him. All right, we got to talk about the next two weeks here, Schwab. We got two more more against the Reds. 
and the pitchers that are starting. There were matchups here. So I'm trying to pull it up. Do you have it? You, you got to pull it up, Schwab. You're usually the matchup guy. You're usually on top of this. I, I, I put you on the spot here, though. So tomorrow night, 540 game. I, I wasn't hating the 540 game. These, I think the new rules are growing on me a little bit. The games are a little too quick for my liking. You know what I love, though? Mm. The disengagement rule is great. Yeah, you don't need you don't need more than one pickoff is what I've realized. Because even if you're down to the last one, like it's not an automatic. I thought it was going to be an automatic steal every time. Well, it's because not. you can still go over. Yeah, um, you, you just still have to you just got to get, get out. It's a great rule. Yeah, I'm I'm for that rule. Um, I don't like. I think the the pitch clock could get go the up pitch to like clock out seconds. and I or yeah, add some time to it. So tomorrow we get Clevenger versus Lodolo. And what's Lodolo's stats? Two and one, six one six ERA, one point seven three whips in thirty innings. Thirty in a how many walks? How many walks, Schwab? That you know, that's all I care about. Doesn't walk many. Okay, strikes out forty four. That's actually probably good for the Sox. So he strikes out a lot, doesn't walk many, and he's uh, giving up a lot of runs. So that's good for the Sox because giving up forty four hits, forty four Ks, nine walks, eight home runs. We tend to struggle against the guys that are like are wild because we don't we just swing at everything. You put it in the zone, we're okay. Just don't, so that, that don't, might make, be us, a really good don't make us think too hard. And then Sunday day game, what do we got? On Sunday, we have Michael Kopech versus Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver, former no pitcher. He Luke used Weaver to pitch for the Cardinals. The yeah. Is that Jared, right? Weaver, Jared Weaver's brother? Isn't he pitch for the Cardinals? Yeah, I think so. He used to get bombed. And the Angels, I think. Or was that Jared Weaver? Jared Weaver was the Angels. Uh, Luke, previously of the Cardinals, Diamondbacks, and Royals. Oh, my God. We got to bomb him. That dude hasn't been a full-time starter since 21, and even then he started 13 games. Luke Weaver's 0-2 on the year with a 7.88 ERA and a 1.69 walk over 16 innings. He's given up 21 hits, 19 Ks, 6, walk, six walks, and five home runs. Yeah, I mean, do we get a sweep or do we get a sweep? The problem is Clevenger and Kopech are uh, erratic, to say it nicely. Dude, it's time. You're pl- you're literally facing a double-A lineup. I mean, you have to. I, you know, I think we've... They, the Sox, really can't afford to lose a series. Um, and eventually you've got to start sweeping. You got to sweep just some. Just take two out of three. Yeah. So after the Reds, you can't you can't do the Tony uh, no fun day Sunday no, no. lineups. Fun, Sunday fun day is over. <laughs> yeah. Can't 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 try you out mean, random guys. You can't pl- you can't bat Hanser third. You know you can't you can't play. Uh, yeah, you can't bat Hanser third. You can't go with a outfield of. Romy, Gavin, and Hazley. You can't play a guy at first who hasn't played first. Like You can't do some of the shit Tony wants to do. Okay, so after the Reds, you know where we go? Where we go? Kansas City for four. Kansas City uh, sucks. They're bad. They're somehow worse than us. So it's, it's a miracle. Because so, the Tigers aren't. Man, that's... Yesterday stings a little bit because that would have been five in a row. It would have been huge. Yesterday would have been huge. Um, five in a row with two 
left with Cincy and four with Kansas City. That hurts. Yeah. I mean, you, you but need you know to what? Ways. You got to just keep winning. You do. I mean, that's really all you can do. Like, right? Like, you know, we talked earlier about who you want to see lose between the Guardians and the Twins. And it's one of those where you can't focus on that. And you're still early enough in the season that you can't start scoreboard watching. Sox just have to take care of business. Now, they're going to have to take care of business at a hell of a rate to climb back into this. But uh, that's what you got to do. I mean, there's it's that simple. You got to yeah. figure out ways to win games. You got to scratch claw. You know, I like what Pedro did yesterday with the lineup. As far as I saying, do too, I do too. We're going for the win. If that means you got to play three innings today, as opposed to getting your off day, well, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, I love it. And and he's been very consistent with the lineup. I have no complaints about the lineup. No, I'm pretty good with it. I don't know. I mean, Schwab, you said it, man. You just, you got to block out the noise, and you just got to keep chipping away because I don't. I honestly think the Twins and the Guardians are going to be around 500. So it's I, it's really I as crazy it is to say we're eight games back, but in a way we can still control our own destiny, right? Like obviously the Twins can run away with it easily, but I just I don't know if they will. So you just got to block out the noise and keep winning. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the with the new schedule rules and the more balanced schedule in baseball, you know, the Twins are going to have some opportunities against some easy games. Um, we, they're also going to run into some hard, run into some buzzsaws. Yeah, you know, run into some NL teams that they're not typically used to, and you just got to hope they get them right. And you got to hope that the Sox do their part, and if the Twins falter at all, the Sox are able to take advantage of it. I hear you, Schwabby. I hear you. Any last remarks? What do you got? Maybe another member of the Strap It Down podcast joining. So joining we talked world? about this a few weeks ago. We we thought we might be having a, <laughs> might be having a little one. That was that was two weeks um, ago. Yeah. Well, that was even was more than that. We yeah. thought you know he he went dark on us one night. <laughs> we thought maybe that was a sign, and then it turns out it wasn't. And we're still waiting over here. But uh, we got some good news tonight that it looks like. Things are on, underway for uh, for our good friend Mush and his, his wife, and uh, hopefully we have a new a new member uh, in in the next in the next day or two, or in the, really in the next day, next couple hours, hopefully. Um, but by tomorrow, hopefully, we are uh, we got one more to add to the add to the crew, get us another listener, get that uh, get that podcast count up a little bit. But oh, hopefully, yeah, everything's going well tonight. Uh, love you guys, and hopefully, we got a new one soon. Hell yeah, Schwabi. And and JT will be back next week. Let's get a full crew next week. How's that sound? Let's 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 try to get this back to the a weekly episode and with everybody. That'll be a that'll be a nice change. Cause I still got some things I gotta yell at Rick about, uh especially that bummer move. And next time we talk, it's not gonna be after a, a ten game losing streak, but it's gonna be after a long winning streak. I'm I'm po- I'm optimistic about what's coming next week. I feel good. I feel good, Schwab. You know, they they have some momentum finally. For the first time all year, they actually are going into a series like with momentum on their side. I think so. And they got a yeah, series. And they got confidence. They got confidence. Right. They, they got, they got confidence. the home run jacket or the home run suit. The yeah. south side him and Schwabi doesn't like it. I like it. That hat is just, it's not It's not the right hat. It's not the right hat. So they got to get an actual mobster hat. It's not the right hat. And when and when I was listening when I was listening to the score and Bernstein was talking about the hat, oh Bernstein was laughing about the hat. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that for you. But yeah, no, it's uh they're going to do a series of momentum. 
They're playing a, a team that they should beat in the in the Reds. You got to hope they take advantage of that and sweep. And you hope that this momentum from the Twin Series can lead into the Red Series and can stay through into the Royal Series. All right. You heard the Schwab. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya.